we're going to start off with one that I've only like full disclosure, which I typically try to read the entire arc, but for whatever reason, I couldn't, I don't have my issue four and five of this. So I only read one through three, Okay, but it's okay because we don't really, we go light spoilers and the spoilers that we give, it's because we got to, cause we want to get you to read the book. So we're still going to be reserved in all this. However, we have AWA upshot. We have not all robots that we got to discuss. And who is this? The creative team. Ryan. Writer is Mark Russell. The art is from Mike Diodato Jr. And the colorist is Lee Lowridge. That's right. This book made my top 10 books of the year list that I just recently put a YouTube video out, actually. That's right. Follow him on YouTube. You'll but, get videos uh, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Not very often, but I did do a top 10 of 2021, and this was number four, I think. It's a book that is so fun to read. It, you have a narrative that's in a future where humans have fully given the job of what we probably in this dystopian world take advantage, take for granted, which is working and doing things and robots do it for you. So humans are like now living in a dome essentially. And different, different cities have kind of been bubbled off. Yeah. And yeah. You can see here, there's like the city is thriving inside the bubble, but outside is just a burnt out wasteland where there's no, there's barely any life. Yep. And what you'll notice here is that there are, as far as life goes, we have you know destruction all around. It's a wasteland, but we also have uh, robots living amongst hu amongst humans because they're the ones in charge of everything. Humans have given the responsibility of robots to take care of all things that they would need to do, from making money for your home, essentially portraying the traditional father role, Correct. and that's what this is this kind book of plays with that dynamic with. a lot, and it's it's. The thing I like to do with sci-fi is kind of like take the world that it sets up for you and like rewind it to where it branches off from our world. Sure. And this is this is very close to like we're already automating a lot of jobs, right? Like a lot of factory jobs and stuff are, are being done by robots. And if you just fast forward that a little bit to what if the robots just do all the work because we just want to chill. That's right. What if they do all the work except for except. possibly like being a hairdresser, which is, as you can see on the screen here, my favorite panel in the whole run. I yeah. Think. That's what I like about this book is that it's funny in so many parts of the comic, but it's also very heady sci-fi. Yeah. You know, that's Mark Russell though. Yeah, it is. Like, and when you look at this, these panel placements, like all this, all these lines, I imagine that this empty space, first off, you are losing upwards of what? 10% of the art room. On the, the real page. estate, yeah, but it kind of bleeds out through there, like in the bottom corner. I'm not, I don't know, I don't have an art brain, so I'm not sure what the what the the thought process is. But it stands out. It makes you feel like this is futuristic. It kind of makes it more believable because you're seeing something that hasn't happened yet. And with enough realism, you can kind of put yourself in their shoes a bit. And we follow three different narratives. Technically, we have humans being essentially in prison that they made themselves. Right. You have families who are this is like them watching TV. There's robots doing talk shows, it's a talk show. It's like a running talk show that kind of appears throughout the series. Right. But, but we yeah, also have the, the main characters of our story, I guess, the Walters, the, the Walters, Walters family. Ooh, the Walters. I, th I don't think about this book when I think of Walter, but it's for no. another day. We have the Walters and this is the first narrative that we're following, which is the experience of a standard American middle income family. Right. You know, this is what their day-to-day -day life is. And what is the dad, the mom, and the kids waiting for? Well, they're waiting for their robots to, sh to show up from work. Right. They've just been hanging out all day. 
I guess the kids go to school, but it's kind of pointless. Exactly. It's kind of pointless. And this robot, they don't have a great relationship with. So throughout this, what will be a five-issue series. It just finished, by the way, this this week, I think. Oh, it is last week. The fifth issue just dropped. So this is now wrapped up. Yeah. But when we originally planned this show, it was still ongoing. Yeah, that's true. So we have the narrative of the the perspective of the family, but we also have their robot. Razor Ball. Razor Ball. I think is his name. His name gets switched for good, funny reasons later on in it, but it's Razor Ball. And he is also a character you follow in that his job sucks. He's not liked in his home because right. humans are starting to. They're, just, they're not doing good. They talk about it briefly in this book, but there's some robots have like glitches where they will accidentally murder their entire families. <laughs> like everyone is kind of like constantly on edge, like worried that maybe today's the day my robot comes home and, and just kills our entire family. Yeah, we're dealing with a place in time, a moment where things are kind of becoming, they're getting close to their breaking point. Right. And this robot is mad about his work life because he's just a robot at work, but then he has to go home and he's not appreciated by the family. So he's like, I hate it at work. I hate it at home. You know, what am I doing? So there's distress that is represented in this character we follow, but you know that this is shared amongst other robots that look like him. And I mentioned that because of the third narrative that we're following. The robots, they're they're not as relatable to humans because they look like robots. So the robots are making humanoid robots that look like humans. Right. Because that like, should fix the problem. Just like Battlestar Galactica. Exactly. Yeah, your favorite. Exactly. So we have now a you know, humans are kind of the second class citizens to the robots, but it's about to shift downward one. And right. the robots are being told, you will be replaced. We have better robots coming. So now you're going to see the humans and the robots start to get uneasy. And if you've, if you've been paying attention, you can kind of see how there's some social commentary going on here in terms of all kinds of different real world issues, like the, uh, the breadwinner of the family being depressed and going to work, stewing, uh, you know, resentment, and uh, this is how this is how toxic masculinity happens. Uh, you also have, like Tom's saying, the second the class system at work, like the just the overall the 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 fact that this robot is like incredibly depressed with his job and his home life. It makes you think about the way this impacts you in the real world, right? And the the mixture of humor and like real world heavy issues like that is is uh, something special. We have then a catastrophe that takes place. One robot decides to just shut off one of the dome's air, flood it with carbon dioxide, poison, doesn't matter, kills. Bubble Orlando is completely, everyone in the, in the bubble is, is, is dead. 200,000 people yeah. get killed by a robot, and he doesn't go to jail. The robots are starting to look out for each other because of this distress that they're all experiencing, that they're kind of banding together against humans, but then there's a faction of them that are also trying to raise the level of robot control by creating this new robot it's, it's a lot of robot stuff and i love it especially when you have scenes that are as dark as this because there's a really, really there's a really funny scene where the uh the robot who is in charge of the climate control in bubble orlando who like malfunctioned and kills everyone on accident he has to go to like robot court yes where when you go to court in this city since the judge is a robot He's, it's an algorithm so you plug in your defense which is just a, like a usb yeah you put your defense on a flash drive plug <laughs> it in the computer's like in three seconds you're like you're guilty not guilty not guilty you're good <laughs> so it's like he walks in for this trial and like less than a second later he walks right out and he's not guilty and it's just it's, a, it's another thing where it's like a lot of times there's like some Smart. sort of uh 
trials that happen in our current world where maybe the verdict is not what people wanted and it kind of plays off of that too. Like there's a lot of, this works in the comic, but if you want to, there's a lot of real world implication here, which I really appreciate. I would say of all of the books that we're covering, I think this one has the, probably the most potential for option status. Okay. I, I think that'd be cool. I think it would be really cool. It, it really feels like it this was world written has for a lot, a lot here. It has a lot to offer. Yeah. So I really like it. Um, not all, ro- not all robots, a book that everyone's got to read. It's out and I'm sure graphic is coming soon. I got to pre-order it. I'm, there we go. It's a $10 book, by the way. AWA has been pretty good about pricing their trades. 